Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. (laughs) Hmm, no. You know, we really lost our stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Summertime is the right time for taking road trips. Whether you're taking a day trip or loading up the car for a cross-country adventure, you gotta have some tunes. On today's episode of Prisoners of Rock and Roll, We put together the ultimate road trip playlist. We're going to play some songs, share some insights, and talk about some great music to check out while on the road. We want to put the windows down and the radio up. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Prisoners of Rock and Roll, episode number 22, The Double Deuce. Yeah! yeah. I am Bruce Kramer. I'm here with two people who need no introduction because their name is on the sign outside of the bar where we are recording this episode. Mr. Ryan McCusker and Mr. Doug McCusker. Get your kicks on Route 66. Are you rocking out there? Speaking of McCusker, Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern in Philadelphia, and we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast Network. And speaking even more of McCusker, we are changing it up tonight by recording this episode in McCusker's Tavern with an audience. Yeah! Yeah! I heard my name more than I ever once in my life. (laughs) We recorded this show here for months when it was closed, and it's so great to be here with other people, although I do not like that I actually have to pay for my beer now. Yes, that's right. I was bringing my own. Well, you insisted on buying the first beer here at Macosco's. I did, yeah. That was funny. But, um, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because we always talked about doing a live show here at the bar when they're, when we have our friends here with us. So this is kind of like a really a dream come true for us. Yeah, hopefully yeah. this picks up the atmosphere, you know, yeah. that we can show off through the radio waves. Yeah, you know? let's do it. And if it, if it doesn't work, we'll never do it again. <laughs> it's, a, it's a podcast. Who cares? Tonight we are talking about road trip songs. And, Ryan, that was your suggestion because... I'm going on a two-week road trip yeah, out west. Where, where are you going, Bruce? I'm going to Montana, South Dakota, and Wyoming. Yeehaw. Oh, Sounds so exciting, man. But nah. I'm only kidding. But like, I've been to South Dakota before, and it, it's beautiful. I wish I was going with you. Me we, too. We uh. wish you were going with us as well. 
I think some of the other guys that are working here wish you were coming with us as well. But <laughs> yeah, they don't need me but, around. Jesse but, could work while, while I'm away, right? Jess, you're good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we start, man, so we're going to talk about we got 20 songs that we thought were the ultimate playlist. And back in the day, right, you would have to make either the cassette tape yeah. or the CD, and you'd have or to manage. have a book of CDs. Right, you'd have to make the folder yeah. with all the yeah. CDs, and you'd have to make sure if you're burning a CD, you got to manage how much time it has, and you, know, you get the 120-minute cassette tapes. Yeah. And- I miss making mixtapes, but I mix I make uh, playlists on Spotify like nonstop. Yeah, yeah man, dude, yeah. you're you're on point with all this, the I playlists try. you make I mean, for this. It's a hobby of mine, putting songs together and you know see if they rock together. So, and I know both of you guys take a lot of trips. You guys like you guys have all kinds of stories about taking all your 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 musical pilgrimages. Yeah, yeah. me and Ryan go on trips. We try like once a year we're going to start up again when more shows come more available. But we usually take a trip every year to go see like a certain band. Like oh, we have to go. One show that we I kind of wish that kind of happened was Aerosmith 50th anniversary show in Boston at um, Shea Stadium. You that would have been that. awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and Ryan's like, oh, you know, we should go to the show. I'm like, dude, you want to go see Aerosmith again? He's like, yeah. dude, it's the 50th anniversary it's the 50th show. 50th anniversary, and they had Extreme was opening up for them. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Extreme was opening. That would have been great. So yeah. what, what is the longest road trip you guys have ever taken? South Dakota. Did you drive out to yeah, South Dakota? I drove oh, from here. Shit. Oh, I'm flying out there. Yeah, Fuck yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> we started here, and then Chicago, uh, Milwaukee, kept on going, man. And uh, got to Mount Rushmore and kind of looked at that's it for a, a few of, minutes, turned around, and came right that's back. That's a lot of calluses on your ass, man. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? I don't know. Road trips, uh, probably about six, seven, eight hours. But on a plane, I've been to Italy. I've been to Ireland. You know, I've been to Canada. I've been a lot of places. But I really miss out seeing a lot of America. You know, I, I, I really want to see, like, I'm really jealous that you're going to Deadwood. Like, I would, you better bring me a magnet back or a T-shirt. <laughs> but, you know, like, a lot of people spend all this money to go abroad, to go see, you know, Ireland, England, you know, Greece, whatever. But there's a million, be- there's so much beautiful things to see in this country that people take for granted. Like, one of my uh, dreams to do is fly to Chicago, and then drive Route 66 all the way to California. Like, I'll get there. I'll do it one day. The, the road trip is such a classic American thing, and the road trip playlist is a, absolutely it's essential. It's a must. It's a must. I yeah. mean, what yeah. kind of... You don't even know you're on a trip until you got the playlist playing. I mean, and even if you guys are just taking a day trip and you're driving down the Jersey Shore, which is about an hour and a half and two hours from here, you got to have the tunes. Yeah, mostly it's usually the, the Grateful Dead. Dead or Fish. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, you know, we try to split it out a little bit. So I think the way we're going to hit this tonight is we've got our list of like 20 songs. We didn't put them in order organized by by us. Ryan put it in order that makes he thought made sense. Yeah. And then maybe we'll, you know, we got we got our listener feedback. We've got the electric chair. I mean, we'll ask people in the bar. What do they think? Man? Yeah, if, right what, on. What are some other good songs? You just you just want to jump right in and just start up? Let's see here. We got some great people here tonight. We're all happy we do. to we see got everybody. Decent, we got a decent, decent full yeah. house. We got Joe over there. We got the other Joes over here somewhere. Joe's over there. Yeah, you got recording in Philly. You got to have like a couple five guys. Joes. Joe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I right, you just yeah. want to you want to just jump right into the first song. Let's do it. All right, man. So the first song that you put on your list was "Born to Run" by Bruce Springsteen. I think that's the most great song to open up to. We're gonna bust loose. And we're born to run. You know? Let's do it, man. Let's let's listen to a little bit of it.
Wow, was it a couple weeks ago we did our electric chair and somebody was like, oh, you got to do some Bruce Springsteen to send him to electric chair? It was the electric chair episode. Not in, our said epi- that. not in our show, damn no, it. No, not in our show. We did a whole show on Springsteen. I know. I, I don't get it. I mean, if you don't get Springsteen, that's, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, sorry. Sure, I'm sure some people sitting here right now I'm don't sure. get Raise your hand if you hate Springsteen. <laughs> yeah. Get right. out. Two, get, three, get out. Four, five, six. six. We got about 100 people here tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a great song, man. Sprung from cages on Highway Nine. You know, yeah, like you you can go to Highway Nine. It's not that far from here. It's an hour yeah. and a half. It's it's fifteen minutes from my house. You know, I I live a town or two over from where he grew up. Not not on purpose. I yeah, don't, I'm you know, sure. I I've I, only dug through his trash a couple of times. That's it. I think I think that song is the spirit of running away. Yeah, you know, busting loops, and that's like you know Springsteen's thing. He's like you know the the American dream, like maybe the working class American dream, and just kind of just to just go drop everything and just go. He's got know? a new compilation coming out. It's called like America's Playlist. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty, you know, uh, or ironic that we do playlist, and he's coming out with a playlist. I'm like, he's is clearly, he stealing? He's clearly stealing our. He's gig. clearly s- stealing from us. I know, I know he is. Yeah, we're going to sure he him. listens. But he's back on Broadway now with a show. They just reopened that show on Broadway, that one man show that he had. I wonder if it's the same show. But they put it on Netflix. It is. It was really good on Netflix. No, it's great. I loved it. I, I love when he sits there and you pose with the guitar. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like you know. I asked Ryan. I'm like, you know, you already saw Netflix. If you had a chance, we'd go see. It. He's like, absolutely. Fuck I don't yeah. care. If it's the same show. You know. I would go in a heartbeat. Just I, this to see Springsteen on Broadway in a small thing like that. And if you've never been into a Broadway theater, it's like the state. It's like stadium seating. Yeah, you're so sitting you're on looking, top of each other, man. You're looking right down at him. Like it's there's really nobody vertical. else there. Yeah. He also did say that um, the, the band is going on tour next year. I mean, nice. He'll be 73, 74 years old, but hey, I mean, he'll be playing never until it. he's. If you're into rock and roll, there is nobody that compares to a live act in him. You can listen to the show we did on Springsteen up until Born in the USA. We talked a lot about his live performances. Yeah, it's just I, second to none. You know, besides his music, I really love this book. I mean, yeah, I read his book to, also. to like really get in depth of how he grew up. You know, with his grandparents on in the one side of the of the street, he had the Irish family. On the other side of the street, the he Italian. had the Italian family. You know, and he would go over to the uh, the Irish family because that's where everybody drink and sing all the songs all the time. Um, they go to the Italian side to go eat. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> yeah. definitely. It's it's a great pick, man, to open this up because it's just a, a big hopeful song about getting out and breaking out of everything and i think a lot of the songs that are on this list kind of have that same theme all right you're just, let's keep on rocking and rolling keep on man. going so the next song you had on the list was beautiful day by you too and there's a couple bands that are on this list that i feel you could have picked any one of several songs and sure. this is one of them i picked this song um we obviously talked about the streets have no name on every episode we <laughs> talk about so i want i wanted to pick another uplifting song by you too i think this would be another song to go 75 miles an hour outside the city and when this song came out this song was such a uh, breath of fresh air for me anyway and it was kind of like you know you two got a little like you know experimental with their sound at times and everything like that and this was more of like a rock and roll album the whole album the whole album is great let's play it let's play 30 seconds of it to take you out of this place Turn for grace. It's a beautiful day. Sky falls, you feel like it's a beautiful day. To let it 
Bruce, you just said the, the greatest thing about U2. It's like another U2 song with an awesome build-up. Yeah, we normally play like 30 seconds of a song. We had to let that go for a minute 30 because every one of their songs has these enormous intros. I mean, it's not like we're, uh, The Streets Have No Name or Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, but it's still a very small No, it's, I think it's a very uplifting song. No, it starts off very subtle, and then it just crochet, like, crochet... Uh, Kind of just builds up and just kind of just crescendo crescendos up. You know, like the musician, crochet, yeah, crochet, yeah, crochet, 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 cliche, cliche, yeah. Hey, maybe, maybe something like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, Doug. no. I was, I was just going to say, like, you know, this whole album, all that, all the things you can't leave behind. This is a great road trip album, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, elevation. It's a great song. You know, um, but when this album came out, man, it was like you know that was like right after like 9/11, or it came out pre 9/11. And for me, it was just like something to hold on to. It's like, you know, there's no such thing as an atheist in a foxhole because there was, you didn't know what was going to happen the next day. And this was just, just something uplifting. I'm not a very like, religious person, but I guess I'm a very spiritual person. And this really... You, is that your quote? Nothing's my quote, man. Okay. Like, like, man I, get, pretty, I get bits and pieces from everybody from around me, man. Like, you, know. you know, I just think um, U2 is just one of those bands that bring people together. Yeah. I... Uh, Bono, you know, people have their opinion about Bono. Maybe he talks too much, and he has an opinion that just goes on and on and on. But, you know, he writes all these great songs. You can't take anything away from him. I mean, you can hate certain songs, and you can hate him, but you got to be like, yo, he wrote some timeless songs. Absolutely, man. And, and I didn't go too far down the rabbit hole and the nerd shit and any of the songs that are on this list, but I looked a little bit about this because I was like, the album before this was pop. Yeah. Which yeah. I, that, I do not like that album at all. It grows on you after 30 years, dude. Well, like, the, <laughs> you know, it grows on you. If it doesn't the, grow the, on the you, the COVID first virus, <laughs> right? Coronavirus will grow on you, too, yeah. if you give it a chance. Yeah, but I also found that, like, and I was reading a little bit about it, and I get Jimmy Iovine, who produces all this stuff, yeah. was. He's a genius. He did not like pop, and he was like, I'm not putting out another one of your albums until yeah. there's a single on it. Yeah. And then as soon as he heard this, he was like, okay. This is a hit. Let's go. He's not necessarily wrong. You like, you know what I mean? Like, I think this is a big. This whole album, this song is a big commercial success. Yeah. I think this song gives a great leeway to what the album sounds like. Like everything on this album has the same uplifting sound as Beautiful Day does. Elevation's uplifting. Um, you you got keep yourself together. To, keep yourself yeah. together. Stuck in the moment. Stuck in the moment. Yeah. Can't get it. Yeah. I and mean, Pop was the album that if they were not you two, they would never be able to make an album like right? that. Right? They, yeah. they were like, it was, we're, yeah. we're I think it was super more of successful. We're yeah. going to just kind of be different. Yeah. That album was just like an experiment, I think. It, yeah, they got you know, they got in front of themselves yeah, with their. I think I still think they were trying to make fun of like uh, media and maybe America a little bit. But about know? everything you left behind, I mean, I feel like they got back to regular U two. Yeah, but, but like they weren't trying to be an art art project. They weren't trying, which is to, what pop was. Pop yes, was a pop, pop was, was like project like kind of thing. Nico. Yeah, kind but of if shit. you remember, like Octoon Baby when that came out, man. That wasn't very well accepted when it first came out. Like people were kind of like, "What is this?" Yeah, but pop you know? was a major, no, 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 no absolutely unsuccessful yeah. album. Octo yeah. Baby was a totally different sound for them, yeah. and it everybody was a huge hit. It. And that we talked about one of the shows. That's why I like you too because they always evolve. But like Ryan said, when they made this album and this song and the other songs on the album, they got that back. I you too. I think they knew that they had to make a a, a good. U two album, not necessarily a pop album. Yeah, but, but this album, that song went was a hit on the pop yeah. chart. Oh, not I the, get it. I not get the it. rock and roll chart. And Bono talked about that. He was like, that had always been elusive for us as a band. We were always like the 
you know, alternative yeah. or whatever whatever the hell the chart was. But I think a little piece of me believes that they realized that they had to win their fans back. And they did. I don't think they I think the fans were all about um, pop. Yeah, I the think it was the people fans. I think the people that just buy records and just well, listen to singles. Yeah, they didn't understand it. Well, they, everything they, you left behind was such a then, comeback. Then they I, realized that they need to sell more albums. Well, I, you know. I like you two a lot. I fucking hate that album, Pop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, I don't like it. I don't I haven't listened to it in a good twenty years. I mean I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Zuropa either, so yeah. I, I mean, mean both, yeah, of, them, both of them were art projects. Yeah. yeah. I, I do I respect and appreciate the fact that they are always evolving and trying new things. Yeah. And they've made me such a fan that I give them some leeway. They're not like, I'm not going to abandon them because they come out with something that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, where they forced the download down to my iPhone. Yeah, yeah that was, was awful. Awful. Everybody was really happy about that. They made some that awful was a albums. Album. Yeah. They made some awful albums in the last 10 years. Yeah. I mean, the last one they put out was pretty good. I liked it. But that free shit they gave away. No wonder they gave that away for free. It wasn't free. they gave it away. They, they, they put, put it, it on a it. By, yeah. They put it on a brick and they threw it through your window. <laughs> Good point. No. Cool, man. Yeah, I, we've talked about them three or four times on the show. They're, they're a classic uh, rock and roll band. And the next song that we have on here is another artist that there could have been seven different songs by this person on this playlist, and that's Running Down a Dream by Tom Petty. We're good. All right, let me just play a little bit and let's just talk about yeah. it. Sun beat down. I had the radio walk. I was driving. Trees went back. Me and Dell were singing. A little runaway. I was flying. Yeah, running down a dream. When that song comes on, your foot gets a little heavy, man, and you start flying down the highway. A That's bit. like my man Andrew over here. He says he wouldn't mind getting a speeding ticket if it was for this. Or did you get a speeding ticket? For that song? That's awesome. That's great, dude. Two speeding tickets listening to the song. Good for I'm, you, Andrew. I mean, dude, yeah. You get on the road and you hear that. You just want to just pedal down. You're putting the arm out the window. You're doing that thing where the air is going up and down. You're getting a sunburn on the one arm. You know, I just see myself cruising, like, you know, down the starting out the New Jersey Turnpike on the beginning of the trip. Just tearing down. I mean, like, from where we are, if you're going to Philadelphia down to the, the New Jersey shore, you can take a highway, or you can take a lot of, like, back roads yeah. that are just two-lane highways yeah. mm-hmm. through the Pine yeah. Barrens. Yeah. And this is one of those, like, there's nobody yeah. in front of me, I'm just going to light it up, and like, I'm going to go. Like you said, like, that, that's the first song probably on the playlist, because it's a great opener. You know, he's opened shows with that, you yeah. know? It really charges me up when I hear that beginning of the guitar solo. Of uh, oh, that, that riff of the, of the riff of the, guitar, the song when the guitar solo starts is just you know, which is the, great which great know, and it, it hits you and then it backs off and then the acoustic guitar comes in and it just you know it's a couple chords and then it steps out see it's, that's the thing about the, what was great about Tom Petty he was just he wrote simple songs he wrote simple hooks yeah um, he's a songwriter he just he was a great songwriter but people make things songwriters make it too complex. And he like stripped it down and just made songs when when like bands like U two kind of stretch out and right. try to make, you know, statements. Right, Jess, you hear that? How brilliant! Tom- My wife is. She's here. not a Tom Petty she, fan. She does not like Tom Petty. Wow. She doesn't like his voice. Oh, <laughs> 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 Boo this woman! <laughs> Boo! 
No, we love she, you. She doesn't like his voice, so. But wow. she's getting lectured on. Good on thing Tom Petty. I'm not going away with you because we would listen. <laughs> we would listen to Tom Petty all the way through everywhere. Maybe Owens is going to make it listen to Coldplay the whole time. <laughs> uh, the warden. The warden, the warden has taken so much shit for liking Coldplay. Yeah. Hey, man. Somebody's got to like them. Uh, it's because they, they sell a lot of albums. Right. Cold, cold sore. Cold sore. <laughs> but, you know, you know, Tom Petty's very missed. I know? miss him so much. I still say, every time I hear him, I, was, I can't believe he's dead. I still can't believe that. Like, it still hurts. And he was on your list of the top six American yeah, rock absolutely. and roll bands of I, all time. I, one of my buddies, Brian Gleisler, he, he listened to the episode. And he called me. He's like, you are so lucky that you put I'm like of course I put Tom Petty up there man like you know it's it's great I, American music I've said this a couple times on the show and I, I might have edited it out but I, I took my daughter to go see Tom Petty on his last tour mm-hmm. and um, Lucky she's you. here yeah. and, it, and it was one of my favorite concert moments did you like ever. it yeah, he, yeah, he was great live. One of the last times I've seen him, he blew me away on stage, man. Yeah. That was, was the only just, time I ever saw him. And really? I, was glad, oh, really? I was glad I did. Oh, good for you. you know, all the times we talk about, like, if you want to go see somebody, go do it, because you never yeah. know yeah. when you're going to get yeah. the chance. And that was, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't that old. The last thing I saw Tom Petty do, did, he was on stage, came back on for his encore, and his opener band was Stevie Winwood. So You said that. Yeah. So, I told this story before. Rub it in I'm a little si- bit more, right? Yeah, I'm going to run I mean, it in a little bit more. Because Doug was working, right? Yeah. And he... So, you know, um, Stevie Winwood playing, and he doesn't play Give Me Some Love, and I'm kind of shitting my pants and being a baby about it. But then he comes out during the encore for Tom Petty, and he plays Give Me Some Love with Tom Petty, and it was so awesome. You said you were calling him at the bar. I was calling yeah. Doug up on the phone, like, you're missing it. Yeah, I don't great. care. That was great. Steve Winwood is one of the like my bucket list of people that are still around and touring. Yeah, you should definitely see him. That I haven't seen. That yeah. I wanted to go see him last year, and I think he's playing with Steely Dan. I initially thought it was James Taylor when I uh, when I trashed uh, him. Uh, I think it's Steely Dan who is maybe one A below James Taylor. There's today, not many Steely Dan songs I like. No, no, and there's no James Taylor songs I like. No. But I don't want to get all fired up. Didn't and we? Angry didn't again. we kill one of his songs in we one of our did. old episodes? Yeah. Yeah, fire and rain. I couldn't even speak. I got so angry talking about James James, <laughs> James Taylor. I said I I said I should see a. He shrink. makes me angry. His yeah. his laid back songs make me angry. Yeah. Well, we're here with all of our friends, so let's not get yeah, angry. Let's not get angry. So no. Let's keep rolling on, man. So the next song we have is I don't know who picked this. It wasn't me, but I'm really curious to hear why. And that's the impression that I get by the Mighty Mighty Boss tones. I love the Mighty Mighty Boss tones. This is a great album. Ever yeah. since I was in high school. I followed the Mighty Mighty Boston's. I've seen them probably at least six, seven times. We would show up their shows with suits on. And if you don't know the, the Mighty Mighty Boston, Boston's, they're a ska band. Right. They have, a, they have a trailer that they pull around with them with all of their suits and yeah. their wardrobe. And yeah. They have like the plaid suits. And yeah. They're a good time, man. Yeah. I, let's, hear, let's hear a song. All right. Let's do it. Close to tragedy. Close to folks who have. Have you ever felt the pain so powerful, so heavy you collapse? I love that song. I know it's played out, and you hear it in the supermarket probably all the time. <laughs> yeah, you do. But I do. love this song. I, you're cruising down the highway, and you know the Mighty Mighty Boston's are just upbeat band. They got no downers. All their songs are upbeat. They're, the horns are so jolly. I mean, and you, and you just you know 
their shows were so much fun when we would go back in the day, Doug. No, they're so much fun. And, like, you know, I still like to listen to, you know, of course, the Bunny White Ballstones, but, like, there's a few other bands. But that, that you know, Scott was really, really big for a split second. Like you know, the, maybe like, like the, a year. Yeah, then like 95, the big Yeah, then Brian, Brian Setzer cat, cat caught on, and, like, he started doing, then the big band, I'm sorry, the big band sound came in. Big, big band. Bad Boo Daddy and yeah, all yeah, that. Cherry Pop and Daddy yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. But I think that Scott was the gateway for, especially that album, Facelift, because that was a huge album. That was they a sold, great album. They sold a lot of copies of that. And um, I think that was the gateway to that sound, coming, making a big comeback. I, you know? I, to me, I mean, I'm 45 years old. I remember being in high school and people just putting stickers around in like the bathrooms of the dog, the bulldog. Yeah, yeah. they just said yeah, Mighty Mighty Boston, yeah. and it was like this underground kind of thing. And this one song was was a hit, and it, it kind of brought him up to the surface. And it kind of like they disappeared again. I think I think things go in waves. It, it, of course, everybody jumps on the bandwagon off the bandwagon, and the Boston's haven't been on the bandwagon for over 20 years. I mean, you see them on the Warp tours, you see them on that, but I haven't seen them in philly in a long time i haven't even seen their name posted i know dickie their third lead singer he's on the radio all the time out in boston he has a show um he was a, he was the uh, the announcer for some talk show was it like conan or something no I, I think he was an announcer for one of the basketball teams or something like that no he was he was on television every night like uh i pick one like you know, I mean I know. like big five six years ago but he uh, he definitely was uh the announcer for some talk show and Dickie, I was like, holy Dickie shit. Barrett? Yeah. Dickie Barrett? That's his name? Yeah. He's the man. But their show, if you've never seen the Mighty Mighty Bostons, uh, or you don't know what skanking is, skanking is, is a form of dance that you do to ska music. It's, uh, and they even have a guy on stage that his job is just ben to dance. Carr. Ben Carr, man. Ben Carr. He's a trip. He, he would do nothing but dance on the stage. He didn't play an instrument. He didn't even sing backup. He just danced on stage. Yeah. They're, they're playing you know? a couple really small shows this year. They're playing... They're playing a brewing company in Colorado called Jesus. Ska Brewing Company. Of course they are. Of course they are. They're playing in Worcester, Massachusetts outside. They're playing some, They're playing Riot Fest in Chicago. Are they and really? They're playing the Greek in California. But that's it. They got four shows. That Riot Fest up. looks like a great show. I wish I could. I wish I yeah. could go to it. Because you know I'm old. I don't think I can hang out that old. All that whole day. But there's a lot of great bands on that. Uh, on that show. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah, I wish the Boston's would hit Philly if they're listening to us. Come down to this down here man let's do this coast your family left you bruce they did all right i don't know where they went but and they're gonna miss the next song this is probably one that they would have liked so the next pick is mine and it's here i go again by white snake yeah which i think is the greatest driving song ever written let's hit it let's do it God, I miss the 80s, man. The 80s were so much fun. And, you know, to poor Tony Katane, right? That is the greatest driving song ever. Yeah. I mean, you go. I just picture Tony Katane riding around on the, actually straddling the, the cars. The car. Straddling the cars. Absolutely. I mean, I, I we own a 1980 Corvette, and there is nothing better than if you're pulling. And when we bought it in, like, November, and then for that December, 
I made my wife a CD because it doesn't have any audio input. <laughs> it. And it was all hair metal music. It was Motley Crue and Def Leppard and everything else. And this was the song that was, but the you know. Qu- the question I have for you, is that Stingray, like, street legal? Yeah, yeah, it's Is it? You yeah. sure? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you take it out, man. You 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 smash on that gas, man. It, what, it'll move. When I hear that song, I think of the the movie. Um, what's the movie with when he goes back to college? Uh, back to school? No, 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 no. Soul Man? No, not Soul, Soul Man. man. Did um, they cancel that movie? I think they knew. They yeah, that was a little it. freaky movie. What are you talking about? Like Billy Madison or something like that? No, the movie with. Okay, that was Ario Speedwagon. Yeah, he was chilling the Ario Speedwagon. I'm trying to old remember. Old school? Old school. Old school. Old school. When they're playing that song in old school, and, and that's what I think of. He's revving the engine. He's like, yeah, I don't think it's street legal, but we ain't going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, that video was great. The song was great. Bruce, you said it in one of our episodes that you went and saw White Snake, and they still got it. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. We saw him in, like, a really small venue, and he was in all denim and he had the smoke up behind him. And was he's it like, acid washed denim? And he, yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's in his seventies. He could still sing. Sure. Yeah. And he was like, "Is anybody smoking any weed out there?" And you know, ah, and he's like, "We'll pass it Google. up here." Jesus. Yeah. You know, just he, he was great. I like I like David Coverdale. I I always have. I really, think, he's really talented. They um, should have hired him for the Zeppelin comeback. No, if, I don't want to that. I think, no, dude, that no, album he did with, with he, no, Jimmy I, Page I heard, was I've awesome. I um, I got to be honest, they're not my favorite band, and I always thought that he was just a uh, Robert Plant cookie cutter. Okay, thing. that's just my opinion. You know, no, I mean, I love like White Steve Snake. Is great, you know, yeah, White Snake put some great albums out. Yeah, I mean, that, but that song is a classic. It's a video classic. And, you know, it's one for the Spank Bank. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a rock and roll driving fast song. All right, man. We're moving on. Song number six, Interstate Love Song by Stone Temple Pilots. Let me just play a little bit of it. Hey Andrew, next time if you know you put on like "Running Down and Dream," maybe you should switch and put that song on. That might make you like slow down a little bit. It's a great song, but it's kind of, that's kind of like a chill drive song. You know what I mean? I'm not a Stone Temple Pilots fan at all. No, I mean well, I, I, I like that song. It's okay, but I, I just never got what everybody was so about Scott Weiland. Everybody yeah, says he was the greatest frontman ever. No, no, he, he just wanted to be Bowie, but. In my opinion. But, no, Stone Temple House was great, man. They're a great the, band. Their first couple albums. I mean, that album, Purple, was just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, uh, Core was really good, and then they just came out with another album that was just as good. Okay. No sophomore mm-hmm. slump. No, but it's just, you know, they, they just, they got, I, th- I feel like they got big really fast. When they first came on the scene, they were not very well, ex- like, accepted at all because of the sex type thing. They got a lot of shit over that. And I think we might have talked about it in, ep- in another episode. Their first tour was they opened up for Megadeth. And they, they were getting a lot of bad press because of, like, uh, 
domestic abuse and things like mm-hmm. that because what the song was about and then Dave Mustaine got up there he's like well we don't care if anybody likes this band we like this band and they're going to be huge and they are they, they, they got were. huge and yeah. Plush com- I mean they got compared to Pearl Jam a lot with Plush oh, I, mean, I, I literally yeah. I, mean, I remember yeah. seeing that video the first time and thinking it was the new Pearl Jam video. yeah but I think that Unplugged was good I think when uh, they all- did Unplugged that was one of the best Unplugs around and they- you know they showed how talented they were I mean it's just a shame that Scott Weiland couldn't keep it together to be couldn't, in a band. Couldn't lay off yeah. the Tylenol. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Tylenol. You know, you know, it was also weird. Like, I didn't follow them very much after the, you know, the first three or four albums. Yeah, I never knew that Chester Bennington from Linkin Park was their lead singer. Sure, yeah, for a yeah. for a while, and like they yeah. put out a couple songs, and I was, yeah, I was doing, but, I was just doing a couple notes, and I'm like, really? Maybe I, they should call it quits. They yeah, two singers. <laughs> yeah, said, maybe yeah. they should call it quits. Said, right. Yeah, we, me and Ryan talked about that before. Like, maybe those three guys just had bad luck, and maybe those three guys are a pain in the ass, could, and like they they make it, they push it to that that point. Could they get James Taylor to be their new singer? They could. That would be great. And they then could. if he could follow and. The footsteps, but they, the, those three guys put out another band. The band was called like Talk Show or yeah, something like that. And that, that was I literally bought that record at Tower Records and then drove from in Cherry Hill and then drove back to Haddon Heights. And whoever was in the car by the time we got back, which is a twenty minute ride or whatever, I kind of like who wants this thing? Yeah, it was no good. I yeah. remember, my buddy's little sister. That came out. Yeah, it was no good. Yeah, yeah, they weren't good at all. I don't. I, I just don't like them. I never have. But I'll tell you okay. what, though, those two brothers, man, they they're great. You know, they're they're great. They're fucking great, man. Yeah, they they're had a flash, man, of a couple albums that they were just really, really successful and put out a lot of hits. Um, yeah. All right, that's cool. Um, song seven is Highway 101 by Social Distortion. I'm so glad to see them on this, this list. This is actually my first pick. You know, we've been recording for a half hour. This is my first song. All right. But um, this is like my always the go-to. This always gets me in a great mood. This is a great song. Let's play 30 seconds. I hope seconds. everybody likes it. Yeah, let's play 30 seconds of it. This whole album, Sex, Love, and Rock and Roll, I think, Bruce, we talked about it before on the show. This might be my favorite Social Distortion album. It's like one of their later releases. But from beginning to end, you know, like you have Reach for the Sky, you know, you know don't, take, don't take me for granted. Nickels, nickels and, and dimes. dimes. And sometimes that's my theme song. Like, all I do is chase nickels and dimes, you know. Um, if you're not familiar with Social Distortion, you know, like Alex is here. Alex never really listened to Social Distortion before we started talking about because it. Because he's show. a deadhead. Yeah. Yeah. But he liked them, right? You liked them, right? Yeah. We yeah. have an, a Social D license plate hanging up in the bar one of our friends gave to us yeah. years ago. I, I love Social D. I, I don't have tattoos like you guys have Social Distortion. But I'd probably see them about five times. How many times do you see them, Bruce? Uh, almost ten. So I, I think I oh, mentioned this in one of the episodes have, yeah. like – Last year was the first year I haven't seen them in probably a decade. They play it; they, they tour every year, and yeah, I, they yeah. haven't announced any dates yet this year. And I'm hoping that they do. Um, yeah, man, they're great. I mean, they're one of my favorite. Yeah. After Springsteen, they're probably my favorite band. Yeah, I said it before. Mike Ness, his lyrics are are so deep and so like I don't know. 
I, I always said it before. His lyrics and music is like a leather rose petal. I don't know yeah. if that makes you any sense. You did say that before. Yeah. Something that's so delicate like a rose, but it's leather, like a leather jacket. I don't he know. sings a lot about his heroin addiction and finding God after yeah. he got cleaned up. And yeah, White Light, White Heat, White Trash is probably one of my favorite albums like ever. Yeah. And I when I'm when I'm in a bed when I'm feeling down or I'm depressed, I'm upset. The two albums I always go back to are that album and The Rising by Springsteen. Sure. I just feel yeah. like it's you know it just, I just find comfort in it. Yeah, man. And that that album, this album that you're talking about with Highway 101 on it, I agree. It's it's great. Yeah. And, like, for a road trip, that song is just perfect. Like, there's been, like, a thousand times, like, I've been driving, and then I put it on. And it's just, like, I just love it, man. It, just, it gets, puts me in a great mood, you know? You know, I, I love, like, they have a song called Sick Boy. Mm-hmm. So it, there's a lyric, you know, sick, sick boy, sick girl, riding on a Saturday night. I love that because he's, he's tapping into another song of theirs, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just love it, you know? There's, there's again another a lot of songs that I would listen to. I'm going to on a trip. I uh, when she begins off one of their early albums is always on a couple of my playlists when I'm putting something together. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, they're just great. They're a great band. I hope to see them on the road sometime uh, soon. I hope so. Yeah, they're a great live band. I've seen them uh, maybe five times. Yeah, I, I probably I seen them about eight times. But when I took uh, my girlfriend Anna to go see him, she's never seen him, so I took him one time. And I think you might have been at the show. Is it the show at the factory, the electric factory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like more of a rockabilly kind of show. And she's like, what is this? I thought we were at a punk show. I'm like, yeah, me too. You know. But that's funny. We, we were at that show, and I was. it was me and Jess and the kids and a couple, two of my buddies from college, and we were talking about how when we were younger, we would be like way up in front yeah. in the middle of it. Yeah, we were and now we, I was like, my, my ass was like out the door at the yeah. electric factory because I'm like, I don't want to get hurt. I'm going to no, throw I my can't. back out. You I, took the kids to that show? Yeah. They had to be young because that show was like a good like it was seven their, years it was ago. A, it was yeah. at their request. They are like, really? can, we, can you take us you to go guys. see Social Distortion? Awesome. Chloe, if you ever want a Social Distortion tattoo, me and, me and Bruce will take you. I actually, she, um, she has a couple of my Social Distortion shirts and my fat ass doesn't fit it. Actually, <laughs> the one time Ryan and I, you, you and I went and saw them. We had a at, great like, time. Like, oh, my God. That I, was great. I gave Chloe that T-shirt because I don't fit it anymore. Nice. I bought a hoodie from that show, and it was my favorite hoodie. And then I gave it to some girl, and I'd never seen it again. That's how it goes. Chloe, well, I think I might have something for you. That, it doesn't fit me anymore, but I think you'll dig it. You can take it on your trip with you. Social D. All right. Let's keep moving on. Next up, we got Rearview Mirror by Pearl Jam off of this is Versus. Your, this is you, right? This is me again. Yeah. This is a great, great opening song. Like, it's just a great, great song. great song one time i um in the bar i had a customer and he was a cop and he told me we were listening to the song and he told me if i was chasing somebody like speeder and they were playing the song i let them go <laughs> really yeah that's awesome yeah he's like i would let them go to this song if they were listening to the song and go 100 miles an hour i let them go you gotta you hear that <laughs> yeah so so when you're going 100 miles an hour and you Play, Turn uh, off the Tom Petty. Yeah, and yeah. Put on might as well take a shot. Jam. But yeah. this album was great when Versus came out. Like it was like the follow up to uh, Ten. Ten. 
and I, I love this album instantly. You know, it gave me like, you know, the, the album opens up with Go, but it's a, such a high energy album and it kind of makes me wishes that they would put out more music like this again. Their last album was awesome. I loved Did it. Did you really? Yeah, they're not making Fish albums. They're making Pearl Jam albums. They're, I loved it. I loved it. I was listening to the other day. I love it. You guys are bigger Pearl Jam fans than I am. I mean, mm-hmm. shit. I mean, the, the seat I'm sitting in, there's four Pearl Jam posters within five feet of yeah. me here in the bar. Um, I, I kind of stopped listening to them when Versus came out. But That's when you stopped? Yeah, they the, start, first, they, the first three I really liked, and I just kind of like, I don't know. By Vitology, I had enough of them, you know, but I got back into them by the Yield album. When Matt Cameron joined the band, I was like, all right. They got a good drummer. I'll listen to the Yield to all the cover with all the little the little signs, the little squares all over it. Yield to oh, no, has no, no, a yield no. sign on yeah, it. Okay. And they're, they're on a highway. The album that you're speaking of, that album's called No Code. Gotcha. And okay. that is my favorite Pearl Jam album to okay. date. And I can I have like the five other guys will say the same thing. It's, you got like Red Mosquito on there. You, you got such a great... Maybe you should give that one a shot one day. Like it's, it's really good. Versus. Yeah. Vers- I love Blood on Versus. I love Animal. Yeah. I love Corduroy. I, I, is Corduroy on that, or is that that's on the Vitology? Vitology, yeah, yeah. I mean, Animal is great. It's it's probably the last Pearl Jam album that they really, really, really like. Totally got down rocked with with that old '90s rock yeah. sound. And I don't I don't know if I I talked about it before when we were talking about Pearl Jam, but like when Versus came out with which this song is on. The vinyl was released a few weeks earlier than the uh, the CD was available. So if you want to hear the new Pearl Jam album like early, you buy the vinyl and uh, you got a, a sneak peek anyway. Because vinyl was really picking up; it was still a thing. It's still a thing today. No, I, I think by that vinyl came out, everybody was throwing their record players away by then. Yeah, you know, everybody was like with the CDs and even cassettes were on its way out. Yeah, I mean, I remember getting verses on on CD. And it was that. Remember, it was orange. Yeah, it was orange. It was orange, and I was like, "That's pretty different." But that, you know, when they released that CD, that thing didn't come in a jewel case, man. It came like in a, like a booklet. That's like, right. It was like a yeah, it, yeah. It was like a it was like something yeah, cutout. It was like kind of, of something new that was like I never bought a CD yeah, like that Octone before. Baby was like that too. A couple was it? Of the other when you say that, yeah, yeah, it was like the cardboard packaging. Yeah. The, the the it was definitely thing that folded out. It's earth friendly. Yeah, but that that's why, you know, Pearl Jam was super cool because they were even though, you know, U two might have done it before those guys did it, but they were just doing something different than like just what everybody else was doing. They but put a little more that, love in the product. I think that hurt them in the long run when they were trying to be different. Yeah, with the like, whole Ticketmaster thing. They and, were like, We're gonna be different, we're gonna but they ultimately they hurt their fans. Sure, they hurt in their the fans run. in the nineties. Yeah. didn't get this. Nobody got to see them barely, and they're still doing it. You know, no, you the, they, they come. They played Budweiser Fest a couple years ago. Yeah, but I like, mean, well, here's the thing. You know, they were, me and Ryan were going to go down to Memphis, take another rock and roll trip. I'm sorry, we we're going to go into Nashville. So right before the pandemic, the show was going to happen. Like, like um, I, I forget what it was, but then the pandemic happened. Ryan busted his ass getting tickets. So you, if you get these tickets, you couldn't get them on. on uh, what is it? Um, Ticketmaster, Ticketmaster Live Live, or whatever. You ha- if you didn't get tickets, you weren't getting tickets. It was illegal to sell them. You couldn't do it. Like New York, like Mass Square Garden was a different. They had their own laws, and that show was a little bit different. But the rest of the tour, you couldn't. If you didn't get tickets, you're not going. 
Unless it was some from some There's second no third, party. There was no third party ticket sales. So yeah. always, I mean, I've always respected the fact that they want to cut down on that shit. Like yeah. people taking advantage of it. But, but like you said, they when they do it, they doing, they wind up hosing people. It's that, my problem. If I want to pay five hundred dollars to go see them, that's my problem. That's not up to them. Yeah, you know, I think again they're hurting the fans, no, and I I agree with you on that. You know, absolutely. And again, if you don't get tickets on a pre-sale or anything like that, you're shit out of luck. There's, there's no way you're going to get tickets to Pearl Jam if you don't have a pre-sale. And, yeah. and that's part of it too. Like, I, there's 17 different, you know, the Citibank pre-sale, the Amex pre-sale, yeah. the the, the Rusty Trombone but, pre-sale. But that's what, <laughs> that's pre-sale. what pisses me off about Pearl Jam fans. So like, oh, they do, they fuck around just like everybody else does. They they do all the buy-ins. They'd sell out. Yeah. They, they're not. They, the one album they sold at Target. They had the Target thing on the front album cover. You know, do I love them? Yes. Do, or do they go against, like, everything? Like, no. They, they yeah. cashed in a long so time like, ago. Yeah. Like, spare me the... Yeah, spare going, me the bullshit, Yeah, they're, Eddie, not, they're not against the establishment anymore. No, yeah, they you know? bought in. Yeah. And they want to do things by their rules. And like you, like you guys said, they're just hurting their I think I think they're humble-ass dudes. Don't they get are. me wrong. I think they're humble dudes. I think they still write great songs. Um, then when they come, they still they sell it. out. They yeah. sell out. They put a great show on. But I just think over the years, they've just done so much stuff trying to change things that they hurt their fans. And, and that being said, like, you know, Pearl Jam have their, their core fans, just like the Dead does, just like Fish mm-hmm. does. They sell out every show they go to. And yeah. people who like Pearl Jam, dude, they love Pearl Jam. They like, can do 10 nights at, at Philadelphia and they'll sell out they'll every, sell every single night. Yeah. night. Every, every night. night. Yeah. But I, I, I just wish it was easier to get Pearl Jam tickets or they played bigger things. Places. I wish they would play Lincoln Financial. Then you would have no problem getting tickets. They, they could do that. They could do that. If Ed Sheeran can sell out Lincoln Financial Field, yeah, I still can't believe Pearl that. Jam yeah. can. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. All right. So we got two more songs left until we're halfway through. So the next song, awesome pick, Good Vibrations That's by the Page nice. Boys. Let me just hit it. On the wind that lifts her perfume through the air I'm picking up good vibrations She's giving me the excitations I'm picking up good vibrations She's giving me the excitations I just think that's a great song. If you're going to the beach, your road trip to the beach, that's yeah. a great song to start off with. That's a song I ha- I've probably heard it a hundred times, and I swear every time I listen to it, I uncover something new or I hear something there's, different yeah, in it. There's so many different sounds going on. That I mean, Brian Wilson was a major, major, big part of the Beach Boys. Um, he wrote all the songs. He had visions for them, and he was completely out of his and, goddamn right. and this mind. Is, this is the song where he's like, he's he his, lost his mind right, doing he's this song. Too. This is the song with the with the sand all in his living room, yep. and he's at the piano. I it worked I, for him though, like because he wrote a brilliant song. Yeah, you know, they said when this song was recorded, it was the most expensive song ever. It cost over fifty thousand dollars to record, and they were. The Beach Boys don't play on this song. It's well, all studio guys. I don't think Brian Wilson trusted them musically to play on his songs because they're all kind of like fighting with each other and all this other. Well, or do you think they can't? They can't meet I think his they were, standards. I think they were just not on the level Brian was on. Exactly. I mean, they the, were like with right surfing music and like A B C, and Brian Wilson just 
go in, you know, let's go A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But and, like, and it's way over their heads. But like Ryan said, like, like the Beach Boys, the guys who played in that band, weren't capable of playing to this level. To that level. You know, he had a, a different sound in his mind that his cousins and brothers couldn't give him. Well, like, well, in, like you, know, you have your road bands, and then you have your studio bands, you know. Well, you know, there was a lot of different sounds going on there. A band couldn't do it. No. You needed an orchestra. Yeah. Like that whole, that's a cello yeah. going back and forth, you know. Um, there's a... There's just so many little sounds going. Like you said, every time you listen to it, you hear something different. Yeah. yeah. You hear that real high pitch. I think it's called a theremin like that. Yeah. I don't try to yeah. make the sound of blow the speaker out, but it's like that, that thing you hear at Halloween all the time. Yeah. It's, a, it's just a very rare instrument, but yeah. they put it in this. Yeah. And it really works, man. And they said yeah. that there's so many they, – they recorded over 70 hours for this song. So, like, they don't even really know who all the musicians are that are playing on it. It's, it's the Wrecking so, Crew. Yeah. So many different different takes and pieces. Did you ever see that documentary, the Wrecking Crew documentary? You, you guys mentioned it, it yeah, before. You gotta watch it. But, you know, what is impressive is in this song, it's their voices. Their, their harmonies the har- are I absolutely mean, no, amazing. No you can't mistake that. No. They may have not no. played on the album, but, but that's they all their sang. voices. Yeah. 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 Thank you. That's a big, big thing. You yeah, know. The, absolutely. The Beach Boys, their signature sound is the harmonies. Yeah, this was the last number one song they had until Kokomo. Damn, which, which that sucks. was like thirty years after twenty two. So, so was, we were on the beach uh, on Monday, and Ryan's playlist has Kokomo on it, and we're all sitting around like, dude, where is Kokomo? And we're all looking on Google, and it's completely made up. It's nowhere. Like it's just it just sounds good. Yeah, it just sounded good. I've been trying to go to Kokomo for my whole <laughs> life. I, can, I go, I go to the uh, travel agent. They look at me like I'm nuts. You know what? And I also, as I was doing my research, that Todd Rundgren covered this song. Did he really? Did I have no. I didn't look it up. I don't want to. How know. is he going to the rock and roll <laughs> fame? I don't know. He covered Good Vibrations or Kokomo. We played five seconds of one of his songs when we were talking about him on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, did, so, like, did, nope. he, did he cover Kokomo or, I, or this song? Or Good do Vibrations. Wanna, do you want to see if I can find it? Let me just, nah. No, we're good. Okay. <laughs> I don't even... I mean, I'll share it with you guys yeah. uh, in a couple days. All right, man. Cool. All right. Uh, song number 10. You got one of you guys picked this. I didn't. This is Free by Fish. Yeah. I was going to put this on my list, but Ryan beat me to it. Splashing in the sea We'll hear a tiny cry As the ship goes sliding by Free I mean, I just put that on there to represent fish Because a lot of the road trip we'd be listening to fish Yeah I asked him, are like, you going to put fish in the den? He's like, yeah, I'm going to put fish in the den. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put fish. Because rec- that song, to me, just, I mean, it's called Free. And yeah. to be driving on the highway is being free. Just but, not being home. Just going somewhere else. Yeah. This was the only song in the playlist that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I have not listened to a fish song since you and I worked together in a music store. And you played in a store <laughs> over 20 years ago. Right. I really like this song. Did you really? I really enjoyed right. it. I was like, I listened to it a lot. Joe, was... did you like it, Joe? Did you like that song? <laughs> Joe I, hates fish. <laughs> I, I listened to it several times, and I was like, I was, I really dug it. <laughs> but 
<laughs> um, but fish like, is a big deal to me. But I, they're. I, a, oh, I'm I, sorry. I know both you guys really yeah. are really into fish. I, Doug, you're wearing a fish hat right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, I really enjoy. I liked it. I liked it a lot. But their studio albums. I think I feel that some of their studio albums that you would really dig, Bruce. Like, you should definitely I check probably, out that one. Probably the last album I listened to them was the the Double Live when that yeah. came out. And that was yeah. like '96. Yeah. I always tell people if you're going to get into fish, you should listen to Billy Briefs. Or you should listen to Hoist. They're great albums to introduce yourself to Fish. Fish is like listening to Zappa. They have so much music and just so much weird music that it's hard to get into them. You have to line up the the right songs to get into Fish. Sure. And I've and we've talked a little bit before. Like they covered uh, Jay Z and some like the, yeah. It sounds like they will do. And I probably should just shut up because I'm woefully undereducated. No, I, I mean you're right. every Halloween they play an album. Like uh, they did a Talking Heads album one time. They did the White album. They did Dark Side of the Moon. What? I'll give them another shot. I mean, I, I don't need to hear another yeah. the twenty five no. live minute verse, twenty five minute live version of Bounce Around the Room on that live yeah. album. But one album that I think that you would dig is Farmhouse. Okay, that's an album that so I, I think is really Farmhouse. I'll check yeah. it out. I yeah. think you should listen to Farmhouse. Right. I think you would love it. I wish we could have a fish show on our. On our yeah. Put it on the list, man. Let's, I think we. Uh, I think we should definitely have a fish show. Force on me to educate myself. Rock and roll. All right, I got a few books I can lend you. All right, let's do it. Right on. Yeah, man, so we're halfway through the list. Why don't we take a couple-minute break, and we'll recharge. We'll come back. We'll do the next 20 songs. We'll see if anybody else in the bar has got any ideas they can okay. share with us. And we'll take it from there. Awesome. awesome. We'll be back. Stick around. Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia. There's something for everyone on the beer list and the jukebox in McCusker's. It's minutes from the sports stadiums in Philly, making it a great place to stop by for a few drinks before or after a concert or a game. Come see for yourself why everyone from Philadelphia Magazine to Playboy has called it one of the best dive bars in the city. Visit them at 17th and Chunk Streets in Philadelphia or on Facebook. That's McCusker's Tavern. All right, we're back from the commercial break. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. I got two observations, man, we're taking our commercial break. One... My daughter is frantically writing notes of all the songs that we don't have on the playlist yet. <laughs> well, we do, I do have a list of other songs. Like, uh, yeah, man, dude, like, let's do it. Let's just gr- grab back. Yeah, later just, on at the end of the episode. And we'll do it. I've had three people ask me where the warden is tonight. Uh, Rob, you are missed here. You should be here with us. We, we should just, we should, like, you know, have Rob on the show. I think a lot of people would are curious to hear I, Rob's voice. But Rob would be an expert on the subject for what he does for a living, you know? So, you know. He did send us a couple of did honorable he? mentions. Okay. Yeah, so awesome. We can, we'll we can read pull them up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. So let's just jump right back into it. Number 11 is a song, man, that I love, and that's Take It Easy by I the Eagles. It. I love this song, too. Just play it. I think Doug and the Big Lebowski both hate yeah. the Eagles. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm not a really big fan of the Why? Eagles. Why? Like, you said that last, the last episode, you know, too. I, I said to my buddy today, and we are talking about the episode, and, you know, don't get me wrong, this song is actually really good. I will admit this song is great. 
But I kind of like flashback when I was a teenager and for Christmas I asked for the Hell Freezes Over album. And I was like, why would I ever ask for that? Because you know? it's great. Yeah, it's it just... Sometimes love, it's just elevator music to me sometimes. You I, know? Love, I personally love the Eagles. I think one of the greatest lines are in that song, standing on the corner of Winsome, Arizona, and the rest of the lyric with... Such a fine sign to see. It's a girl, my lord, in a flatbed Ford, slowing down to take a look at me. I think that's some of the great songwriting of America. See, I and I wrote in my notes, and I don't have a lot of notes on any of these songs on mm. purpose, and I wrote, we may lose, we may win, but we'll never be here again. Which is I amazing. I love that. Yeah. Out in Winsor, uh, out Wins- Winslow. Out in Winslow, Arizona, there's a statue of a guy standing on a corner. Because there's nothing Maybe. else in Winslow, Arizona. No, but they but they have a statue. Sure, of, like, supposed to be Glenn Frey. They probably have out a, there. They probably have like a Dollar General. They got a <laughs> subway. And they got the statue. But that's pretty amazing. I never heard that before. Yeah, I, I didn't that's either. Fantastic. It's pretty cool. I, I would definitely go out and see I that. see that. Yeah, I, I I love the Eagles. I love everything that Don Henley does on the drums. I think he's a brilliant drummer. That he plays with the song. He is a great yeah. a asshole. Oh he, yeah, have you ever he, heard like he's he can play drums that, though? He's the dude that like. Uh, if he's backstage, you're not allowed to look at him. Oh, the really? Cut his, he's one of those. I never like, would have took that for you know. I've never. I would never have thought that. I always I, heard. I mean, I watched the documentary, the Eagles documentary, and he is kind of a jerk. I went and saw him, and he played uh, some theater. Maybe it was the Forest Theater. I seen him at in Philly, and somebody yelled out, uh, "Hotel California," and he's like, "Not on your life." And I was like, Jesus, you could at least be like, ha ha, not tonight, guys. Yeah. But, but him, there's being, a, there's him whole, being so blunt, being like, not on your life. There's that whole debate over, the, there's writing credits that they fought over. Uh, shit, what's the guy's name? Like Don Feldman? Yeah. The guy that was in the Eagles that wrote that has the royalty. Like, there, there's a really acrimonious fight over that. I, I love the Eagles, man. I love the acoustic sound. I, I think acoustic guitar sometimes is, is close to the sound of... God as you can get. Okay, I love the harmonies in it. I just I tend to. It's a really, great song. It's just great. I will give the Eagles this: they are very diverse in their sound and their sounds and different songs. You know, it's not just like one sound. They evolve. They have a country song. They have this song like Hotel California. I believe uh, that their greatest hits album is the best selling catalog album of all time. Of all yeah, time. No, it's one of those is. with like a Dark Side of the Moon. It's been yeah, on a thriller. Yeah. It's been on the charts for yeah. like a zillion years. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Even like like life in the fast lane, like I love that song. Yeah, that's, like, yeah, yeah. the the stuff that Joe Walsh adds to that band yeah. is He's great. great. I think Joe Walsh is too good for that band, but that's just me. Like I love Joe Walsh by himself. I love his solo stuff. Um, I I just appreciate the the person that he is because he's a mess. Like, you know, <laughs> I think he's an ultimate it. rock star. When, I think he know, was, when he was on Howard Stern all those yeah. years, oh, when he yeah. was really drinking, it yeah. was like you felt bad yeah. for him, but it was hilarious. Yeah. I think they should have called it quits when Glenn Fry died. It was kind of who who they get the the replace his kid. Didn't they? His kid replaced them, and then uh, who? Wow, what was his name? Vince Gill? Vince Gill. So I just I heard it over there. There you go. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, and Vince Gill took over. I just think it's kind of you know, not cool. I think they should call it quits. Glenn was a big part of that band. Stop calling your the Eagles. Call you something else. Don't I, bring your kid up on stage. Yeah. And do, you know, I don't get it. I don't get it. I yeah. agree with you on that. They should have just called it quits. But... But I'm going to go see Dead and Company. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> go see Dead and Company. No problem, right, Alex? No problem. Go see Dead and Company with John Mayer. 
right, let's keep yeah. on rocking. So, speaking of rocking, the next song, man, Can You Hear Me Knocking by the Rolling Stones. Another band, there could have been seven or eight different songs Absolutely. you could have taken. And let me just play a little 30 seconds of it. Um, that that was one of my picks, and uh, that's like you said, you could pick like six, seven different songs. <laughs> I'm sorry, as we're playing the song, my wife and my daughter are handing me notes of like, why did you pick that song and not this? Yeah, like, yeah. Jesus Christ, Christ, what a <laughs> tough room! It's <laughs> a tough crowd, folks. <laughs> on a paper plate, on a paper, <laughs> on a paper plate. plate. Let's, Let's take it real serious. <laughs> throw the paper plate at me. <laughs> she threw it at you like a frisbee. <laughs> I'm sorry, Doug. You were no, talking about no, the Rolling no. Stones song. Um, no, like, like you said, you could pick like six or seven different songs. But uh, me and Jesse, the guy who's bartending, like we had a, a conversation the other day. How this is our favorite Stone song. Really, I, I love the yeah. middle part of this song. Yeah, you really bring it down and with the with the drums that go up down and the guitar is real soft. Yeah, and then they bring it back up. Great. We didn't even talk about this song when we were playing. We did our Beatles versus the Rolling Stones episode, a little, like way, way, way back. When. We talked about a lot of songs. That yeah, we did. We were here for like six hours <laughs> talking about. It. And I think that's what that was part of me. That's why I wanted to play this song, even though you can listen. I can listen to the Stones for like hours on a road trip, like nonstop. But dude, this is like my favorite Stone song. Like yeah. driving, sitting, working. I, I like, could, I could put the uh, what's that last compilation they put? Gur. Yeah. The one with the gorilla on it, like that was a great album. I could just, yeah. I mean, they've got eight thousand different variations of that greatest mm-hmm. hits album, but like top to bottom, this is great. And that's, I could drive for hours. Yeah, I've that seen stuff. them probably at least like fifteen times, and I'm never disappointed with them. Have you really no. seen them that much? Totally. totally. Have you really? Yeah. Wow. Totally. I've only seen them like four times. No, I've seen. I traveled to see them. I've been. I've been all over this coast to see the see. Uh, the Rolling Stones. I've only ever seen them twice. And once it was with you. Mm-hmm. It was your birthday. Yeah. We went. Yeah. And then we were sitting in the top row. Yeah. And all the way in the back of the spectrum. And then uh, we, uh, my wife and I, we took my daughter for, for Christmas. And again, much like I said to Tom Petty, is one of my favorite moments. It was like seeing her looking up and just being like, holy shit, that's Mick Jagger. Yeah, that's yeah. how I it feel. Was just, it was yeah. really, really cool to see yeah. that kind of yeah. reverential looking up. But all those guys in the band, like, you know, we had a really great experience the last time we saw the Stones. We saw them at the Link. And they were great. We have, like, they were awesome. We have a lot of good friends here at McCusker's, and somebody really hooked us up and got us down on the floor. And they, we were, like, maybe, like, like 10 yards I away remember from we were, I think we were all texting each other. I yeah. think you guys were. Like, we were on the floor, too, but we were. We were yeah. the poor people we were, sat dude, on the we floor. Right. We were only in the $500 yeah. seats. It was so funny. My friend from the bar brings us down to the stage, and we're on the side of the stage, and Mick Jagger's right there, and he says to me, do you want to get any closer? I'll get you closer. <laughs> I'm like, no, Rich, this is fine right here. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. He catches like his red fedora that he came out yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. It, I never get disappointed by spending money to yeah. see the Stones. People will spend money for the Super Bowl or some shit like that, like outrageous money, and then come home fucking crying that they lost. Yeah. This I'll spend three hundred dollars to see the stones Easy. and not and not 
be disappointed. I remember that the year that we went, we got them secondhand seat, and they were like three hundred bucks a ticket. Yeah, I said it. We were way the fuck back. Yeah, and I remember going on Facebook that night, just posting worth every penny. It was every word, like period after every word. Absolutely, I've spent. I think the most I've spent to see the Stones was probably about five hundred dollars. And I saw them on the 50th anniversary tour. They only did like three shows yeah. in America. Yes. And that was one of the, like, John Mayer came out and played with them. Um, the next night, Lady Gaga came out and played with them. Thank God I wasn't there for that. I, I always look forward to that song live. When he, he says, you could be my partner in crime. That's, yeah. that's my shit. And I, I talked about this last week. That blues documentary. It was a. Uh, it was actually that that thing that you and I watched, yeah. Ryan. It was actually the. Um, that was a couple hours of the Martin Scorsese blues documentary that we missed. I think we. I shared. We watched two hours of it or okay. whatever I shared with you. Mm-hmm. It's like a six part thing that Scorsese did. And I didn't know that. I saw it on YouTube, but. Anything that Keith Richards is on and he's talking about guitar, it's so man, interesting. I, I like because he's just like. We spent hours preparing yeah, for this yeah, show to yeah, talk yeah. about like one song, and he can just go. And he is like, dude, that dude, he's a zillion years old. He is a walking encyclopedia, man. He just oh, knows sure. his oh, music. Yeah. He knows oh, yeah. music history and his. Yeah. And the way he talks, like, you know, he's laughing as he's talking. He, dude, he, I could listen. Like, if I could have a beer with one musician, man, he, he <laughs> just, like, just listen to him. I, I'm not a guitar player, but. I'm with you, Bruce. Whatever he has to say about guitars or tuning or anything that maybe I don't completely understand what he's talking about because I don't play guitar. Right, but you're but like I'm so intrigued by it. Yeah. yeah, dude, he he is a he's just like a walking historian. It's just is really really yeah. interesting. That's yeah. why he's so influential, man. We, we talked about last week. Yeah, you know, and, and and they're a band that is always looking backwards at the history of music and sure. Springsteen does a lot of that too, you know, doo wop and gospel and yeah. shit, but the Stones man, like the blues and the gospel and and all Everything. that stuff. The R and B and And they're not Christ. just ripping it off, man. Like they, they get it, they understand it. It's just Yeah. They moved on with the times too. They they did they, they like they did like kind of like a disco song, man. Like you know what yeah. I mean they 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 adapt it to time and sound. That's why they're still around. At, at some point in our lives, people that we meet are going to go like, "Holy shit, you saw the Rolling sure. Stones!" Yeah, hopefully you that's know, a long, like, long, long time from now. I've, and they keep on doing it, like you know, as long as there's cocaine and Jack Daniels, yeah. Keith Richards is still going to be <laughs> but around. As, as if they if they're coming, we're going. You know, if they absolutely, if, if, absolutely, yeah. I'll always yeah. go see them. Yeah, always. All right, let's keep rolling, man. We just spent. An exorbitant amount of, <laughs> disproportionate <laughs> amount of time talking about the Stones, but they're the Stones. Yeah. Um, next up was was one of my picks, man, was Once in a Lifetime by the Talking Heads. There is water at the bottom of the ocean. We've gone 22 episodes and we have not talked about the Talking Heads at all. Yeah, it's amazing. So, let me play a little bit of it. I love the Talking Heads. They're dude. They're one of the greatest bands of this decade, or of the, I'm sorry, of the century. This, this you know? song is in uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 songs that have shaped rock and roll. Absolutely, I believe it. Man. I mean, yeah. we're sitting here with our headphones on, and this the way that little 
that little un- that little electronic like beep yeah. is bouncing in between each ear. Yeah, this everything it's they genius. do is incredibly complicated. Yeah. I mean, Every, that's a great th- yeah. way to say it. everything they do is complicated. From like the little things, sounds on their songs, like, you, like you, things you wouldn't even notice until the thirtieth time you listen. Right, to but them. but not like to the point that you're inaccessible. No, you know, like it's them and Brian Eno produce all their stuff, and some of Brian the shit that Brian Eno puts out yeah. is just like art project kind yeah. of stuff, and you don't get it. But this is really accessible music, and it. You want to circle back to the blues, that call and response that he, yeah. like, the you know, he says something and then he says it back. That's that's gospel, that's blues. And yeah. They, um, this song, man, was also recorded, like, they're all, like, outtakes from jam sessions. Really? Oh, wow. And Brian Eno cut out all of these little pieces that he thought, and he looped them all together. No way. So it's, like, a lot of, like, electronic kind of stuff. Huh. So Brian, like... The band was messing around. He took it all and, like, back in his little recording studio and spliced it all together. And it was like, check this out. And it was, like, really different musically. It's such a different kind of song. Did he get writing credits for it? I Probably. So, yeah, he would I, have I, to. I don't know, but he might. Yeah. But it's he also, like, to. it's a really catchy song for as, like, technically complicated as it is. Mm-hmm. He, um, he was on uh, Saturday Night Live, like, a year ago. And played this song with like a band. Yeah, the, it was really good. Well, they have the thing on HBO Max. I haven't watched it yet. I don't know if we, we talked about it on the show yet, but he, uh, Dave Burns, he has a special on HBO Max. That's the play that he did. Like I saw it like on the uh, the Grammys or something or the Oscar or, or it might have even been the Tonys. And uh, it looks brilliant. I talked to people who've seen the the the, uh, the thing that, that they put on HBO, and everybody says it's brilliant. He so. played like the Tower Theater or something last yeah. year, and I really wish I would have went. I missed him a few times. There was a few times I had a chance to see him at the Man Music Center, and I had to work. And I just hear he yeah. puts a great fucking show on. Our man. buddy Neil went to go see him at the Tower one time, and I'm like, he's like, you have to go see him if you ever get a chance. I'm like, well, I know a lot of Talking head stuff, but I don't know a lot of his stuff, and he doesn't have a lot of solo stuff out. But it doesn't matter if you know it. It's an amazing show, what the show he puts on. He what? has like an album he's put out in the last like five years yeah. that I listened to. It was really good. He's almost like um, he's like Peter Gabriel. Like, yeah, he writes I think really he, complicated stuff. I think stuff, he's better but, than Peter Gabriel, but, but, but in my like, opinion. But, but you can – it's accessible. Yeah. Said it's not like artsy shit. Yeah. I think he's more ear-friendly than, than Peter Gabriel. It's or Genesis. Yeah. I think they're a different kind of rock and roll um, than the rest of rock and roll is. I think they're – Maybe one of the original, not original nerd rock, but you know it was definitely. I would say it was. A, it's, it's like it's like that that new wave yeah. stuff. It's but still punk rock at the same yeah, time. Yeah, but it's like that Velvet Underground, like pushing the envelope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like art project and yeah. like. There but, hasn't been a band like Talking Heads. After, no, you know? no, no. I don't. I, I think they're like again once in a lifetime band. Yeah. Like you, like Harry said, like you know, I think we pretty much came up that we agree that they're better than he, or he's better than Peter Gabriel. Now, do you think that's because he's an American and we kind of get what he's singing in his lyrics a little bit better than what Peter Gabriel's talk might be talking yeah, about? Yeah, maybe Genesis is a little bit too limey. Yeah, you know, uh, and they're an American band. Yeah. Talking Heads are American band, and the Talking Heads don't have Phil Fucking Collins making all their. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm done. We're done with James Taylor. He's yeah. next on my. Uh, I'm, oh, gonna, really? I'm gonna get him too. Yeah, uh, Phil's all right. Uh, He's okay. Uh, what is what his wife 
divorced him. Yeah, because he smells really, really, yeah. smell really daughter, bad. His daughter's on like a TV show. She's like an actress of some some sort. Yeah, fuck yeah. her too. He made some. <laughs> right. He made some good movies. Yeah, Oscar. No, not Oscar. Well, it doesn't matter. But uh, against all odds. Yeah. He just made a sound. He wasn't in that movie. I don't need to hear. I don't need to hear another <laughs> Phil Collins song the rest of my life. He made all those Disney songs. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, like Phil Collins and Elton John, and they like. They could get on Richard Branson's space shuttle and get launched out mm. in space and never hear him again. Sure. So, all right. But one band, instead of space shuttles, let's talk about trucks. Yeah. Specifically trucking. The Grateful Dead. The trucking. Grateful God bless the Grateful <laughs> Dead. Let's do it. Here's trucking. Sometimes the light's all shining on me. That's just representing the dead a little bit. Because we would listen to them for about 300 miles straight. Easy, <laughs> easy, easy. What's that, four songs? Yeah, it's yeah, about, four, about songs. four songs. Yeah. Alex, you love the Grateful Dead, don't you? More than anything. More than anything. Where are, you, are you going on a road trip, aren't you? We're going to San Diego. San Diego. You're in San Diego. Flying out to San Diego to see... Oh, you're driving and flying. You're taking an elevator. Oh, Okay. <laughs> But did he tell right you just got fish tickets right for the same trip? Yeah, you're going to see fish and the dead on the same trip. Man. Man, wish I was going on that trip. That's, that's, I'm going to have to do my just own trip at home. Right, that's a hell of a trip. <laughs> what a long, strange trip it's been. I mean, they're the greatest American rock and roll band. I didn't put them on my list for that show because obviously they are. And no, no umps about it. Okay. I got to be honest. Like, The Grateful Dead has been the most important musical influence of me in the last 10 years. Like, that's what I really do. We should do a show because you guys, yeah. you guys have said this several times, yeah. like how highly you think of them. and But even, like, musically, just spiritually, man. Like, it really, they really, it, it really did your life. Yeah, it really did change. It's, something changed in me when I really got into The Grateful Dead. Like, you just get peace with yourself. The great you know? thing about The Grateful Dead is, like, the, the different years. Um, if you like the first couple years, they're really bluesy. Yeah, we talked about that last the last episode. And then they get more psychedelic, and then they become in the seventies they become more rock and roll, and then in the eighties they became this classic rock band. Yeah, you know, and now they're just uh, how can I say uh, institution of music? Absolutely, very well said. Very well. I said. I mean, they that's a culture. It's a cult. They they invented a culture. Absolutely. They they were the beginning. They were the beginning of all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, more than probably any other band. I mean, the the live experience of seeing them. I mean, even it's almost laughed at or, or poked fun of yeah. or it's a stereotype or whatever at this point. The one thing that I love about the Grateful Dead that they were not influenced by the Beatles in the beginning mm-hmm. at all. They were playing before the Beatles. Um, when I, they were like the Warlocks. They were the Warlocks, yeah. Um, so I know. I know a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to hook you up with some books and you know about fish and the dead, and we're going to have a long strange I trip. You, I, I read the. I read the a long strange trip. It's been by them. The, yeah, I and read I read that. the electric Kool Aid acid test. Yeah. and I was actually reading them both at the same time, and it was weird. I was like, Jesus. I was reading back and forth, and Did actually, you feel the, like you're on LSD. Well, like the, the plot actually the. 
the plot of both books converged on the same point that's where they're funny. where they're at the house making the that's the LSD. And that's I'm like, hilarious. I'm reading it from two different perspectives. It was like it was weird. Yeah, I mean, that's why you the, don't read more than one book one, at a time. I, but. I mean, well, I don't read one comic book more than a time. <laughs> you know, was uh, what I thought was interesting about this song too was when Robert Hunter was the you yeah. know, he's not in the band, but he was kind of he was he's the lyrics, a writer. Like, yeah. He always thought that this song was going to evolve like as more stuff happened to the band because all this yeah. you know, busted down on Bourbon Street, Street is from the band, yeah. and as they. Grew, All the years go on. You they we, would write new yeah. verses for yeah. it. And the band was kind of like, no, dude, that's yeah, not we got to stop doing that because yeah. they're really giving away all the secrets. Right, <laughs> like a few people knowing about it is great. Oh, fucking million people, right. you don't want to know about it. Yeah. All right, they deserve to be yeah. on the list, man. They're good. It's good driving music. God bless the Grateful Dead. All right, next up we got "Take Me Home, Country Road" by John Denver. This is one of my picks. Here we go. Younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze, country roads, take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia, mountain mama, take me home, country as I've gotten older, I've definitely gotten into more country music, and that might be part of my, my mm. wife's influence on my okay. life. Is, it, is John Denver country? Or is I he? think he is. is yeah. like, I think like, he is. Jess, you, know, you think yeah. he's country? Yeah. yeah, yeah he's, he's, uh, okay. I just remember him being in the pop rock section. He's in that like folk. Some of his stuff's considered in that soft, folky kind of adult, that's where adult I contemporary him. shit. Yeah. I, man, I like, boy, uh, what's that song, Jess? I'm a country. Thank God, I'm a thank country thank boy. Thank God, I'm a country boy. Yeah, yeah, it's that, a great that's song. A, that's a country. It's a hillbilly song. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a hillbilly a little bit. What was the Mountain High? Yeah, Rocky yeah, Mountain, Mountain High. high. Yeah, uh, Rocky Mountain. Rocky. Yeah, Rocky Mountain High. Yeah, yeah. I think the most thing I know about John Denver is the Muppets Christmas album. I yeah. I yeah. fucking hate that. Oh come oh, on, my God. I I absolutely know nothing about John Den- Denver except for that what Ryan said and the movie Oh God. Oh God! Yes, <laughs> yeah, George oh God. That's yeah with George Burton. This is like not my cup of tea at all. Like you know, I think maybe that you just gave me one of my electric chair choices. But like, I think like you said, as you get older and maybe more experiences in life, you can listen to John Denver and maybe identify with it. I mean, being two little punk rock kids from yeah. Philly, we wouldn't get Dom Denver. But maybe driving cross country to see yeah. mountains like, reflecting in a lake. You know, and yeah. you hear yeah. that song. To me, sitting in my backyard around a fire is just that's just the yeah. song that would come that we'd play. Like you know, like, like how you said, like I got Neil Young later in life. Like I like one day I just got it. Like it's like you have to be at a certain age. Like it was like scotch to me. Like, oh, I like Neil Young now. John Denver, I don't know. And I've been to the Smoky Mountains. You know, that was a great road trip that I've been on. You know, I you know, I've been to Dollywood, I've been to Gatlinburg and all over. And um you can really feel that presence and that style of music out there, man. Like, you know, but, yeah. you know, I, I guess, you know, when in Rome, you kind of adapt to things, but it wouldn't really be something that I would like be like, oh, I'm I'm influenced to listen to more okay. of him. But I love you and I respect you. So, yeah, you know, no, it's all good, man. Right that's why we all, all you know, Denver made the list. John Denver is one of the greatest American songwriters that there was. I've said this a couple of times. I really want to do a show on like, Tragedies for musicians. Sure. I have some notes on like 
the circumstances of which he died. And I want to get into it because I think we got a good flow right now. But sure. it was like, man, it's a it's a really weird story, and I just wow. think it would be an interesting. Yeah, you know, uh, he, plane, he, he plane, died plane crash, right? Yeah, yeah, something that he was like he built or somebody yeah, he, built it was for like him. This this really not. Like a model. It yeah, was, it, it was, was like, like a, a kit. Like yeah, a kit car kit, kind of yeah. thing. It was a kit yeah. plane. Awesome. Let's get in this. You know? Which is like, dude, if you're like a, a very wealthy musician, like, sure. don't build your own plane. Yeah. Dude. Don't they learn yet that they can't fly in yeah. these small planes? Yeah. Come on, man. All right. Let's move on to something else happy. Um, <laughs> next up, we got a couple songs left. We got Jessica by the Allman Brothers Band. Let's play 30 seconds of that, too. 30 seconds is uh, 3% of the yeah. length of the song. You're going to get to the song. I, I love the Allman Brothers. I was sitting here looking at Bruce. I'm like, you know this is an instrumental song, right? But um, I got to be honest, that song, like, I could just be walking down the street, and that will just, like, pop in my head and feel like 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 the Charlie Brown song, like, walking around. Like, it's, it's a beautiful song. Yeah, like, to you me, know, they're a great band. To me, like, I, I, I see driving on the highway with cornfields in the background and, you know, uh, horses in the, in, the, in the fields. I just wish... You know that I can have these images come to life when I hear these songs and like live them for real. This song was in the uh, what the progressive was using it as like a commercial oh, yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah. The guy riding yeah. a motorcycle yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's been in a bunch big, of movies. Yeah, it's been in a bunch. Of, I think it's it's a great like setting. Yeah, like a mood setting. Yeah, yeah. It's a great piece of America. I also think like you know just the song itself. The Allman Brothers were, were such yeah. a great band. They're one band I never got to see. Yeah, I, I never went and saw them. I, I regret it now. Um, Whatever's left of them in the Dickie Betts band are yeah. playing at the Stone Pony this summer. Oh, really? Down, I've, down I've, the seen shore. Dickie, I've seen Dickie in concert. He was pretty good. He plays all the Omen stuff. Yeah. But there's a new band out. It's it's the Omen Brothers with... Um, it's called... Hey, what is that band called with the Omen Brothers? The Almond Betts band. Yeah, that's who's playing the Stone. That's playing the Stone Pony. Oh, dude, uh, they're okay. opening for a band called Blackberry Smoke, which okay. is like another kind of jammy country nice. kind of band. Because they're like the, the Betts and Almond. They're like the the kids of. Oh, the kids. They're the kids. Okay. Then they have a band like a cover oh, that's band. Kind of, that's great. That yeah. those guys. I hear they're smoking. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see them? They're on Peach Fest. Peach Fest. Everybody yeah. played Peach Fest. Yeah, I wish ne- next year I'm going. Well, cool. next year I'm going with you guys. And if it, if it sucks, I'm going to blame you. <laughs> Very cool. All right, man. Well, let's keep on rocking. So this next one, this one this one threw me for a loop. This is uh, Keep Your Hands to Yourself by the Georgia Satellite. Yeah, you got to have it in there, man. A little bit of yeehaw yeah. in here. Let's yeah. do it. Don't give me no lines and keep your hands to yourself. 
that was one of my picks. I spent I go down south a lot to go see uh, my girlfriend's family. We go down probably like twice a year. And when I start, when I get down past Virginia or anything like that, that's like one of the songs that I put on, dude. <laughs> the radio just yeah. automatically changes yeah. over to dude, it. Dude, you drive down there and you just feel it. You know, I, I don't know a lot about Georgia Satellites, man, but like, I, I know I love that song. That and makes me want to get the CB radio. Break a break a one nine. There's a smoking bandit running around, man, man. But that's the South, man. Like, you know, it's There's just. There's a bubblegum machine up on my tail, yeah. boy. But there's great guitar work in the song, great lyrics. You know, it's just again. I think it's a great American song. I and mean, if you're cross, if you're on a cross country drive across America, cookie, cookie, cookie. if you're no, yeah, if you're driving across America or something like that, that's like a, a staple in my in my book anyway. Absolutely. In my car, in my car, it is. You know, absolutely, man. When we do yeehaw nights in my backyard yeah. on Saturday nights. We fire up the Grand Ole Opry. That that's always on. Is that a yeehaw song? Yeah, it's a rock and roll song. No, dude, that's a yeehaw no, song. It's, it's a, a rock and roll border. song. A, what do you that's guys a, think? Is that a rock and roll song or a country song? George yourself. It sucks. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a yeehaw song. He, um, the singer, the lead singer of that band too, Daniel Dan Baird. He's got a like a handful of albums too that are pretty good. He's got okay. like it, it's like that cross of like country. They call it cowpunk, like country okay. punk music or you know, oh, really? southern rock. Like Psycho Billy. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little. Did you look? Did like you like out, it? Do you like I did. it? Yeah, it's okay. like um, like outlaw country, but if like outlaw country went hard, it's it's cool. it's decent. It's I think it's different. Listen. Yeah, you ever hear Hank William the Third? Yeah, <laughs> he's what the fuck are you talking about there right now? <laughs> At least he's named after the kid, and he's not like Sonny Boy Williams yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. All right, man, let's keep rolling. Next, we got Descending by the Black Crows. This is off the Amorica album? This is the last song, the Amorica song. This is a great album. The album's great, and the song is equally great. Dude, the Black Crows, man, Remedy was on my short list Mm -hmm. of uh, songs I was was kicking around. I I think they're one of the last straight-up classic American rock and roll I think they might be a band that's kind of forgotten. Like, if you're a Black Crows fan, you're a Black Crows fan. We know a lot of Black Crows fans. And they're, you know, they just... They never hit like that popular like band, even though they played like they went on tour with Jimmy Page and did like monster shows with them and just did Led Zeppelin songs. But they're kind of, I think they're kind of a band that kind of might have been forgotten a they little got, bit. They get they get hauled into the hair band yeah category. Um, because they came out in the nineties and they were on tour with Aerosmith and they were on MTV all the time. Um, I think they're such more they have so much potential of being a jam band. Yeah. Than like prior them being a hair yeah. band, I think they get considered as like a southern, a southern rock, like a They're, classic th- southern rock yeah. band. This, like, when I first like um, start really listening to the Black Crows, it's a Southern Harmony album, and that was like a gateway album for me. Listening to like start listening to blues and maybe like you know, like the Allman Brothers or yeah, this, me too. Like, you know, it was a, like you know, no, play yeah, a song. Yeah, why don't play the song? All right, yeah, let's listen to a little bit of it. The reason why I put this uh, song in my playlist, Michelle, because you're going to South Dakota. Um, 
I was driving South Dakota. It was like, like the sun was coming up, and we're going by the Badlands. And then you hear that guitar come in, and then the sun's coming up. You just see just beauty, man. And I said to like my buddy, my buddy uh, Chuck Reynolds, I was with the trip with. I'm like, dude, this is the greatest song ever written. Right now, it is because just where we were and just peaceful at that moment. <laughs> at that moment. So you have to do me a promise. If you're driving and you see something like beautiful, you got to play that song for me. All right. You know what I mean? I, I think you'll have a great experience. All right. You yeah. got it. No problem. But um, you know. Yeah, the Robinson Brothers, you know, they're going to do the Shake Your Money Maker show. You know, reschedule that. And, yeah, um, we were supposed to see them last year. Yeah. And we, we didn't because the tour got canceled. You were, Ryan, you were saying, like, them being a jam band, too. The uh, the Robinson Brotherhood, one yeah. of the side projects. They're great. Like, there's, great. there's covers of, uh, like, Sugary that they've done that oh, are, yeah. like, 15 minutes long. They're really good. Yeah, they're a great band. I mean, both of those, both the brothers put out different albums that are really great. I think they're just so talented, but, you know, I don't think they can get it together to put a new album out. But the last few albums they put out of their career really sucked. Like, they really go downhill really fast. Like, they're not putting quality music out. Um, I, I feel just, like I they, they lost so the drive. Yeah. They lost the drive. They, maybe they're sober now. Who knows? <laughs> you know, that takes a lot from Chris yeah, Robinson. It's a fun in that. Yeah. But, like, one of my biggest problems is, you know, they're doing the Black Crows, Shake Your Money Maker, 30 years, for whatever, how many years it is. And they got rid of, like, they, their drummer, Steve Gorman, dude, he's been with the band from 1987 to 2015. So they're going to start doing the Black Crows again. They wanted to start, they wanted to hire him as an employee, not a part of the band. Hmm. So that kind of really left, that's... Like this is a big smash and grab. Like this is a money thing. Money gets in the way, man. I guess Rock so. and roll. I don't care. Play remedy. But it's just like you know, <laughs> all these years, this guy put up with all their crazy bullshit, and then you that's don't give a, him the that's respect. That's a good thing. Crazy bullshit. That's they're ape shit crazy. Yeah. Those, yeah. those two brothers. of them. We went and saw that with Jimmy Page. Yes, we, I saw the, that show too. Yeah. Camden. Yeah, yeah. Dude, they were, they're great. so good. They're great. They were Not so many people great. could pull that off no. singing Zeppelin, but man, he can. Chris Robinson got so pissed off that. Denton Company didn't ask him to be yeah. a singer. He would have been yeah. great. He would have yeah. been great, but they need another guitar player. Dude, yeah. he went off on, on John Mayer on Stern, man. He lost. He was going apeshit. And, and he was like, oh, well, the Grateful Dead to me, people covering them are, are black. I'm like, you cover them all the time, dude. Yeah. He's such an asshole. I, I love the Black Crows, but Chris Robinson, I don't know what he's smoking. Ego. No, he's an ego. He's rock and roll. He is yeah. one, he's a one of the greatest voices that came out in the last 30 years and he don't get any love from the industry I don't think the band gets any love from the industry but I think they're their worst enemies they, that's very well said you know yeah. they can't get it together they have these huge egos they're like there's two the two brothers from Oasis that are always yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they did a tour, tour together they did a tour called the Loving Brothers Tour yeah. the Brotherly Love Tour it was called and it sucked. I mean, how many times we got to edit out you guys fighting with each other on the show? Like, <laughs> yeah, we don't do it in public, though. Right, yeah, right. Like you, yeah. Right. You, thank you for editing. I just, I just save it for yeah. my own file. Yeah, you're over. It's like, holy shit. Right. I just let my wife listen to it. Like, listen, Look at these two crazy out. assholes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got three songs left. Two songs left. Uh, all right, next up was who I think is the most underrated classic rock and roll singer ever, even though he sang 18 million, he's sold 18 million albums, and that's Jackson Brown. Run on Empty, again, to me, is just a absolutely classic. You're going down some back road, and you're doing 80 miles an hour. Let's hear it. Let's do it.
He's great, man. I love Jackson Brown. That's a great song. I think he's really underrated. Like, we're listening to it, and I'm like, I feel like an idiot, dude. I didn't know that was a Jackson Brown song. Yeah, it does you know? sound like an Eagle song. Yeah. And, we, and we all said the same. It's like, oh, it reminds me of that Forrest Gump scene. Yeah. That he's running. He's running. When he's like, run, Forrest. He's doing the cross-country running. Yeah. And the song was like... He wrote it as a kind of a side thing as he was recording his first album because he was going back and forth to the studio mm. and he was so poor he didn't have any gas on his car so he was literally like, I'm running on <laughs> empty really? all the time. That's, wow! And he just wrote a song about it. You know, I I don't know too much about Jax Brown. I feel like that I would like him. That might be another another guy I might have to get into a little bit. Yeah, you know, I like everything him. I hear. I like. So saying like under completely underrated. Like yeah. he sold 18 million records. And he kind of like he's not thrown in that same no, he, same tier with the with the big guns. Yeah, I mean, he if he, he has the tunes. Yeah, I just think he, he had a, he didn't have a great publicist or yeah, he's a, you know, I, or the record think, company didn't back him up. But I do feel like he is a household name. Like I, I it's Jackson Brown. Like you know, I seen him on the Grammys or this or that. But have I ever really listened to his music, like, really, like, get into it? No, and he's, I have to. And he's a dude, like, if you pull him up on Wikipedia or Spotify, you know more than you think you do. Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, shit, I know that yeah. song. I know that song. Yeah. And, well, we were saying earlier, Jackson Brown helped write Take It Easy. Right. He wrote the first verse, and Glenn Fry wrote the second verse. And he also wrote some songs for Warren Zevon, The Birds, Nico. He, like, he's, he's very prolific. Very like, doing everything. He's almost like... The man behind the curtain with for forty years of mm, rock and roll, yeah. very cool. All right, we got uh, what is this next song? Police on my back by the Clash. Man, we get through this whole. How do we not have the Clash, the Clash on here? Yeah, the only band that matters. I love that song. I, I was messing around with my uh, my picks like for the last couple of days, and I heard this this morning, and I'm like, I gotta put this on my list. I I, I was talking to Ryan. I'm like, I, I really hate to bother you, but yeah, but this this has to be on here. And um, one time, me and Adam were driving down south, so we, we take turns of listening to things. So I put on their live album from Shay, I think it was, and we're driving. She's like, What is this? You think this is punk rock music? What the, what is this? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Thursday, what kind of fucking song is this? Did you pull over and throw her out of the I car? I was like, I, I just gave her a look. I just gave her a stare. I'm like, you got to stop, man. Man, the clash. We were, were laughing for about a half you hour. You better pull her over and yeah. uh, put a, a Joe Biden yeah. t-shirt yeah. on and push her out the door. <laughs> down, south. down south. Dude, it's, yeah. The clash was just one of the greatest rock and roll Absolutely, bands ever. Absolutely, man. Ever. Yeah. I mean, Joe Strummer yeah. was such a great songwriter. Um, Mick Taylor. Mick Taylor. Mick Jones was a fucking great guitar player. It's a shame that he died before they can get back together. Yeah. yeah. We talked a lot. We talked about them a lot on our punk rock episode, too. Yeah. And uh, another band that we could do a whole show on, The, the, the Clash, which is fantastic. Sure. And that's it. Oh, we got one more song. We got a bonus. One honorary song. We got one bonus song. Let, let me just, just go to it. Let me just play it.
Dude, come I just, on. I just want to go see some worm farms, man. Come on. Lindsay Graham thinks he's going to pork her dad. I think he's going to pork her dad. Fleetwood Mac. Excuse me, Holmes. Can you tell me back to the freeway? How many, dude? That's one of the greatest movies ever. You don't even have to say the title. You can't have movies. a road, yeah. you can't do a road trip show without talking about National Lampoons. I, I mean, mean it, it, like, yeah, any of the National. In Lampoons. one of my, in my next life, I'm going to take a trip, and uh, I'm going to follow the route back to Griswolds did to go to, to uh, Magic Wally, Mountain, uh, Wally World, Wally World. World. Like, yeah. take that, take that route that they took. Dude, and then you should like just have like a friggin' like bag on top of the car. We're yeah. like pretend it's the grandmother on top of the car. That's that's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna live out the movie on the road. <laughs> we did a Christmas story once, so we'll do that one yeah, too. Yeah, let's do it. It could be a pr- that could be a prisoner to rock and roll yeah. road trip. Yeah. So that's it, man. That's our that's our list. That's our twenty songs. So. Yeah, it's a rocking list. Yeah. I don't know. I, I have some honorable mentions. Well, Doug, you, you said you had a couple honorable mentions as well, well on your th- list. These are from um, your daughter, so let's let's read them out. They're more important. All right, so my daughter wrote them on a paper plate and threw them at me from across McCusker, so uh, I don't know if I could read all these. Well, let me see here. Rocking Top by Conway Twitty. Absolutely. Paradise City by Guns N' Roses. Fight for Your Right by the Beastie Boys. For Those About the Rock by ACDC. That's a good one. Yeah. Born Free by Kid Rock. Go Your Own Way by Fleetwood Mac. Definitely. Cruise by Florida Georgia Line. Okay. Okay. Right I know on. who they are. Baba Da Bob by Kid Rock. You can't have the same band on there twice, Glenn. Yeah. Yeah, come, come on. on. You're going to be on this show. Damn it. You blew it. <laughs> Brandy by Looking Glass. Beers and Sunshine by Darius Rucker. That's a country song. Burning Down the House by Talking Heads. Yeah. Come Down by Bush. She put in parentheses, I almost touched him when he was in concert. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. He went Gavin, running around the... Yeah. Gavin. Uh, Don't You Forget here. About Me by The Simple Minds. You can just hear High Street Records sure. cover that. Yeah, yeah. Drunk and I Don't Want to Go Home by Ellie King and Miranda Lambert. I missed that one. And play the funky music by Wild Cherry. There you go. Oh, yeah. I like that one. Yeah, very good. A little bit more yeah, rocking than the, the stuff that yeah. we put together. So. Yeah, right on. That's I wanted great. to put some Slayer on our, our playlist. <laughs> some, but, yeah. So, uh, Doug, what, what do you got for some of your... Like, number one, like Kenny Rogers, turn, Love Will Turn You Around. Like, that's a great road song. Okay. I don't know if you ever heard that one. Okay, uh, If You Want Blood, You Got It, ACDC, Running Down Dream, Tom Petty. Voodoo Child, Steve Ray Vaughn. We did run down the dream. Did we? Okay, yeah, we did. All right, never mind. So great, it's worth yeah, mentioning yeah, twice. Yeah. That's all right. Baba O'Reilly, The Who. Oh, that's a good one. Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Burning yes. Love, Elvis. Give Me Some Lovin', Spencer Davis Group. Oh, that's, a, that's a really yeah. good one. Superstition, Stevie Wonder. Road to Nowhere to Talking Heads. So Lonely, The Police. Call Me... By uh, call me out by Paul Simon, and uh, yeah, that's they're gonna say call me by Blondie. No, call me. I had uh, Viva Las Vegas by Elvis was on my short list. So cool. So I think that's it, man. I think we we have an ultimate road trip playlist. I'm gonna definitely. Well, we published a playlist. I'm gonna put this on my phone. I'm definitely gonna listen to this when we're out. Nice. We're out west, and apparently everyone in the car with me is gonna listen to it. So. <laughs> So, we've got some listener feedback and second thoughts. So, we've got some feedback from some listeners and some second thoughts on some other episodes. So, we got some Twitter feedback by somebody. The handle was hamscissors13. They said, how many people have you talked about 
on your blues episode, we're in the first class of the Blues Hall of Fame. I'm too lazy to look it up. <laughs> so, well, I'm glad you asked. There are 20 people that were in the first class of the Hall of Fame, and we talked about 11 of them. Wow. So John Lee Hooker, Lightning Hopkins, Sunhouse, Howlin' Wolf, Blind Lemon Jefferson, Robert Johnson, B.B. King, Muddy Waters, Charlie Patton, Sonny Boy Williams, one and two. <laughs> both made it, so. okay, one and two. One and two both made it. Nice. So uh, if you want to hear about those guys, go check out our blues episode. Some second thoughts. So Billy Ellish clapped back. <laughs> oh, we man. were doing the electric, I knew this was come. We were doing the electric <laughs> chair episode. Ryan uh, talked extensively about Billy Ellish and how much he does not like I her. I can't stand her. She's miserable. She's got a new look though. So yeah, her you, boobs are out. <laughs> she she put out a video on TikTok where she was responding to all these people trashing her, and she said, "Eat my dust. My tits are bigger than yours." <laughs> I, she might have been talking to you. Maybe. I don't know. My tits are pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then we had Steve from Philadelphia wrote in and said, you guys were rightfully tra- talking trash about Creed. Have you ever heard Dave Grohl doing the parody of him on YouTube? Go check it out. So I went and looked it up, and uh, I'll play 30 seconds of it. It's, have you guys heard this? I, I've never heard it's this. It's pretty funny. Hang on. Let's, let's, if we can fire it up, let's get past uh, whatever Facebook ad. And... Thank you, brother. Well, arms wide open. Enunciate the way I please. I pray now. I'm on my knees. I went to church on Sunday. Start the band to start to get paid with arms wide open into the pews and church. <laughs> That's a very entertaining. That was great. That was awesome. Yeah, awesome. It was yeah. fantastic. Uh, one last thing, listener feedback, man. Uh, Mike Cianfrone, he's a frequent listener of the show. He's written in a couple times. We read his stuff. His young son was recently diagnosed with leukemia and oh, is going oh, through That's treatment right now. Just We're thinking of you, brother. Yeah, man. And uh, hope everything turns out okay. Hang in there, little dude. Yeah, man. So now we're ready to move on to the electric chair. The electric chair is a segment where we sentence a song to death for being absolutely terrible. The Electric Chair is sponsored by our really good friends at Lunacy Brewing Company. They're at 1500 West Kings Highway in Haddon Heights, New Jersey. You can check them out on social media or at lunacybrewingcompany.com. And this week it is my pick, and I pick Big Yellow Taxi by the Counting Crows and Vanessa Carlton. Man, this... All right. So, I'm going to read an article that the Village Voice wrote. This is a cover by Joni Mitchell. Keep in mind that this article is on Joni Mitchell's website. Nice. Okay. Adam, we don't know if you misunderstood the song's anti-globalization, anti-industrialization, anti-corporation music, or just chose to ignore it so you could get free Frappuccinos for life. (laughs) But we're going to hip you to a harsh reality. Seriously, you know the line about how they paved down a, they paved paradise and put it in a parking lot? Like how they replaced something beautiful with something cold and heartless and commercial? That's you. You are the parking lot, motherfucker. You drove your shitty steamroller over something everyone loved so you could pander your sensitive pussyhound wine to people waiting in line at Carl's Jr. They paved Nirvana and put up a counting crow. Arr. 
That's so great. that's on Joni Mitchell. Get that's, out. That's awesome. Joni that Mitchell hates awesome. this song. I yes. think she's more punk rock than I thought she was. <laughs> yeah. Dude, everything about this song is terrible. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a, it's a shitty cover. The the Vanessa called the mm, bop, bop, bop. Like, dude, yeah. all right, let's just uh, kill it. We sentence you to death. Yeah! yeah. Kill that fucking Thank thing. God, man. That's a terrible song. So... That's it for episode 22. Thanks for everyone who's been listening to us, especially everyone who's been in McCusker's Tavern. Thanks, everybody. Thank Let's you so it. much. Right on, right on, right on. Yeah. Bruce, I hope you have a nice trip, man. Yeah. Thanks, man. See you next week, man. This was fun doing this, and uh, you know, I'll definitely be listening to this as we're on the road. If you like what you hear, you can follow us on your favorite podcast platform. You can leave us a review. Tell your friends about us. Uh, anybody in the bar, if you don't have any stickers, we certainly have some with us. I have some in my bag if you guys who own the place don't have any with you. <laughs> uh, you know, if you're taking a road trip and need some tunes, we publish a playlist to go with every episode. You can find it in our show notes and our social media pages. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're online at prisonersofrockandroll.com, and you can email us at prisonersofrockandroll at gmail.com. And as we said at the top of the show, we are sponsored by McCusker's Tavern in Philadelphia. We are live at McCusker's Tavern in Philadelphia, and we are very proud members of the Pantheon podcast network so we will circle up we'll figure out what we're going to talk about next and we will be back in two weeks thanks everybody for coming out tonight love you guys keep on rocking peace out The Premier League soccer season is heating up. Turn to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network for the best bets and analysis for this week's features. Subscribe to Betting Weekly Premier League today wherever you get your podcast. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee, of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles, and no latte's worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me, like it's a scheduled activity. This morning, my neighbor asked me what I'm doing, and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers.